Welcome to College Football Roundtable, your source for college football coverage, including major storylines, playoffs, can't miss game previews, and picks each week. Join your hosts, Dan, Rob, and Jordan at the roundtable for a show unlike anything else. As for Football presents the College Football Roundtable. So, both sets of Tigers got whooped this weekend. <laughs> the Bayou Bengats and the Auburn Tigers got destroyed. UCLA uh, tells the whole world, hey, you need to start putting some respect on your name. And Nebraska edges Rutgers, while the matchup between Army and UConn is starting to look a lot more interesting. What's up, Trash Talkers? Welcome back to the College Football Roundtable, or if you prefer, you can still call us Ring Knocker Radio. I'm your host, Rob. I am in Fayetteville, North Carolina. we got Dano Icabesa calling out of coastal Connecticut. 6-0 and Trigger Joe is stuck in traffic, and I had such a great intro for him this week, and he is uh, stuck in traffic on the way back from the job site. So uh, hopefully he can pop in. If he doesn't, it's you've got uh, the two ring knockers. So right now you just got two O's with no NCO. How's it going today, Dan? Good, man. It is a shame we're missing Joe in a week in which his Michigan Wolverines are triumphant. I mean, he would have been uh, in his glory, I'm sure. But yeah, man, you know, falls look good. UConn going to meet Army with a better record than the Black Knights. I mean, what a world. Tennessee just dog walks LSU. I listened to that entire game on my way up to Vermont. So uh, yeah, man, good weekend. Interesting. Yeah, I actually uh, went to the Army Air Force game or Army Air Force, Army Wake Forest game. And then I listened to Ohio State and Michigan State. And I will tell you, at the rate that C.J. Stroud is going, it's going to be pretty tough to to risk the freaking – Heisman Trophy out of his hands. The guy's the first quarterback in Ohio State history to throw three six TD games in a row. Wow. And I That's don't wild. See, yeah, and I don't see that stopping anytime <laughs> soon. You know, that so unless wild. somebody can cook up something interesting on defense, I think uh, he, he's going he's gonna to keep rolling, and it'll be up to the sports writers to determine. But if you look at the amount of effort that he's putting in and his team, they're, they're solid. But speaking of solid teams, let's go to the top ten. I'll pass it over to you, Dan. So we have number one, Georgia. They're up one and in first place, uh, Ohio State. Uh, somehow you've got them sliding down into number two. Uh, by the way, I am all in on Ohio State versus Wake Forest for the national championship. Give me 200 points apiece. Uh, number three, Alabama. Number four, Clemson. Clemson's just hanging around, man. Just hanging around, waiting to strike. Number five, Michigan. Number six, the Tennessee Volunteers up two from number eight. Uh, number seven, South uh, Southern California. Ah, God, I can't talk. Southern, South, ah, Southern California. Holy crap. Number eight, Oklahoma State. Number nine, Ole Miss. And number 10, Penn State. I am astonished that Penn State is still in the top 10, but I see that they're undefeated, so not for long. Yeah. Uh, group of five still not getting any love in the top 10. So, yeah, man, what are you going to do? Yeah, and then looking at the top 25 slaughter, man, it continues. You had four ranked teams losing, most notably Washington losing to an unranked Arizona State. So maybe they're uh, trying to strike a card after getting rid of Herm Edwards. Still not happy about that move, but, uh, hey, I'm not in their front office. Uh, other th- of note, James Madison cracked the top 25 this week. Yeah. So they're, they are one of two power or group of five teams that are in the top 25. But right now the you've got 23 of 25 teams are <laughs> – uh in the power five so again that just waiting for the 12 team playoff i mean i think that's the best hope that we have right now looking forward to the showdown between uh 
Coastal Carolina and James Madison. I think that's on Thanksgiving weekend, so that should be a really good contest. Others getting vote. North Carolina gets 98. Nah, you know, they won. I'm not so happy about uh, them getting that many votes. Uh, Baylor, BYU, and Coastal are, are all in the kind of the tops of the, uh, the also-rans. Uh, Service Academy football, surprisingly, Navy came out and, you know, throttled Tulsa 53-21. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the, you know, looking at the box score, I was pretty impressed. I, I'm glad you didn't put any money on it because I probably would have lost. Uh, the bids are now two and three, and they're two and one in the in the AAC. So they're looking, their season's looking up. Uh, they haven't got to the tougher part of their schedule, but it is what it is. Air Force is starting to slump now that they're in conference play. They've dropped back to back conference games with the only win that they've had was against Navy. So they dropped Wyoming and Utah State. And Army's looking to bounce back against uh, Colgate after suffering a tough loss at Wake Forest. Hey, Wake Forest is number 14 in the nation. Uh, Army played them respectably for about a quarter. And then things kind of got out of hand when the, the, the depth of the, the depth chart took over. The, the narrow win over Navy, um, up, but up and down play all around. I mean, Army versus Air Force looks kind of even despite the fact that the Black Knights really don't have the world's greatest record. I mean, you know, versus in an Army Navy, that's liable to be a high stakes game for both teams. I mean, especially if both teams are like trying to decide if this season was just a total crapshoot or, you know, if it was worth anything. I think that Army Navy game is going to mean a lot to a lot of people. On the FCS side, uh, Coast Guard Academy is now two and four. They got whooped by Springfield. Merchant Marine Academy is four and one. Uh, they're playing MIT. So here is hoping that everybody in the field will have to take calculus. Yeah, there um, you go. <laughs> Merchant Marine Academy is uh, low key one of the best financial institutions in the nation. Not because they teach you finance, but because you just make a lot of money coming out of there. Yeah. Well, I, you know, one of the things that people don't know about the Merchant Marine Academy is they have to go out into industry and transportation, whether that be yeah. ships or planes or whatever. And so those follow on careers are attached to a lot of uh, money making industries. Yeah. Unfortunately, Joe is not here. We will have to get him to text us his Blue Falcon of the week. So if you guys are in the first day club, you'll get the uh, the little the little graphic that we do every week. But uh, other than that, uh, games of the week moving on. Uh, hey, again college football on Wednesday night. So you got Louisiana at Marshall. I mean, game. I, yeah, I'm not a fan of either one of those teams, but I think that'll be an interesting one to watch. Uh, that's kicks at 7:30 tonight. You've got Baylor and West Virginia on a Thursday night. That is a quietly going to be a really good game. I think both of those teams are kind of, you know, they're having their season the way that they're playing, but you know, I think Baylor is not as good as TCU in, in, in <laughs> terms of that conference. But uh, West Virginia is looking pretty solid. You also have Temple and UCF playing. Then you have Morgan State and uh, North Carolina Central on Thursday night. Friday huh. slate, hey, you've got some Ivy League games on ESPNU, which is crazy. But you've got Brown versus Princeton, Princeton, Navy at SMU, and UTSA and FIU. So that should be a good one. But uh, I think that's pretty crazy. Uh, not going to dive into all the other games, but if you go to the FBSSchedules.com and click on the TV roster, it shows everything that is playing. So you can actually see all the Patriot League games that are going to be on uh, ESPN Plus. So the Patriot League and the Ivies have a contract with ESPN Plus. So if you are a fan of that arena of football, you can check out almost all of them on ESPN Plus. NEC Front Row is basically their website. It's a web-enabled app for you to watch the, some of those other teams. And then Flow Sports. I have no idea what that is. Got to do more research. But uh, big game Saturday. So you got Colgate versus Army. That kicks at noon. 
You've got Penn State and Michigan State. That is going to be a distractor from me trying to watch the Army game because I think that's going to be one of the more uh, interesting games of the week. I mean, can Penn State, somebody's oh, got to go. Like, that's basically what it boils down to. You've got Kansas and Oklahoma trying to bounce back. Their quarterback is injured. I don't know if he's going to be back this week or not. That kid is really good. But uh, is Oklahoma back? Eh, I don't think so. But I think Kansas is. And so that should be an interesting contest. you got Texas State at Troy. North Carolina State at Syracuse. you got Oklahoma State at TCU. If you have not watched TCU this season, you're missing out. They have a pretty solid team. Their quarterback is a monster. That dude is huge. He could probably play just about anywhere in college football. He's that big, and he's got a cannon. You've got Vandy at Georgia. That's going to be on SEC Nation so or Network, so that tells you how important that game is to the rest of the, the schedule. Got Bama at Tennessee. Uh, I know Dan's probably going to be watching this one, licking his chops, watching, hoping that uh, old Nick Saban and the boys take a trip. You've got uh, James Madison, number 25, at Georgia Southern. That's going to be a good game. I think uh, JMU is much better than uh, the experts think, and they're slowly winning along all season. You got Mississippi State at Kentucky. Again, that's going to be on the SEC network late. You've got uh, Nebraska against the spoiler makers on the Big Ten network. A like this is the time of the year, and if you've watched Purdue over the last couple of seasons, usually between week four and week nine, they are beating teams that they should have no right beating, and they do it anyway. And they became the spoiler makers a couple of years ago, and that's been true so much so to a point for this season as well with back-to-back uh, surprising wins. You've got Clemson and Florida State. I don't know if I want to watch that one. I think it would be okay, but mm. I'm not, you know, I'm not a fan. I think Clemson is a much better team. Uh, I, I don't even know what the the spread on that one is, but if you're doing it, take uh, Clemson to cover unless it's like 50 points. You know, yeah, Memphis and East Carolina, and you know, for those of you that are in North Carolina, of course, you got the Battle of the Blues. You got North Carolina and Duke on the ACC network. You've got USC and Utah, and that's West Coast USC and Utah, and that'll be the late game on Fox. And then, of course, if you really, really want to stay up late, you've got Air Force at UNLV, and that one's going to be a interesting contest, but I am not going to stay up for that one. I'll just watch the highlights in the morning. Dan, what are your games of the week? Uh, well, first off, before we go on, Clemson uh, minus three and a half at Florida State. Um, Only three and a half? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's we're going to get into it. That's one of my picks. I was like, are you kidding me? Um, yeah, so Alabama, Tennessee, that's, that is the main event. You got number two against number six. Like, that's the main event. That's the heavyweight championship, at least for now. Uh, Southern Cal at Utah is also interesting. And then the Huskies travel to Ball State looking to go four and four. UConn going to get to 500 this week. I know, I know what you're thinking, but UConn is playing legitimate group of five football. Stat to watch. Ball State giving up almost 200 yards per game rushing, 4.3 yards per carry. If you watch UConn play, that's a bad, bad stat to bring into that game. Yeah, it really is. And like I said earlier, I'm going to be watching Michigan State and Penn State for sure. Uh, I, I th- or Michigan and Penn State. I think Michigan is – they haven't really been tested. You know, they haven't played any undefeated teams that are looking solid. I think this will be a good game for them just to kind of see if it's going to be a breakout year for them or is it going to be, you know, another one of those – uh, it's Michigan, but eventually they're going to fall because they're not because they're not playing to the the the, the level of, of their capabilities. Also, uh, Army and Colgate, of course, and I'm definitely going to check out uh, TCU and Oklahoma State after watching that TCU Kansas game. Like I'm quietly becoming a fan of TCU this season because again, <laughs> those guys always. 
I, I feel bad for them because they're always on the outside looking in. Even when the BCS was uh, was a thing, they were always like yeah. twelve and zero undefeated. They beat Baylor, and then they're like, well, they're in the you know they're in the Big Twelve. Their schedule isn't that tough. Well, we all know that they don't play defense in the Big Twelve, but like when you're putting up the numbers that you're putting up, and then you beat a solid team like Kansas on the way up, and I I still think Kansas will be a make a bowl game unless they have a total meltdown. But uh, I think TCU is quietly one of the better teams in the Big 12, as they always are. It's just whether or not people are watching. They got a but, good shot at the Big 12 championship. Yeah. I, and I, I realize that nobody cares about this, but TCU did recruit me as a swimmer. I know I know you needed to know that. So there you go. There you go. Well, hey, you, you know, <laughs> there's some homerism, I guess. Hey, so let's pick some games. Weekly Locks. So what are your thoughts on uh, if you were laying some money down, uh, what would you uh, bet on this week? So I've been 500 for the last several weeks, including this week. I went 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Navy surprised everyone, as you noted. Uh, Kansas at TCU pushed, and uh, UConn easily covered over Florida International. So what are you going to do? Um, so this week I have Tennessee plus 7.5 hosting Alabama. Obviously, I'm poking the bear, but I just feel like the game is going to be competitive. 7.5 is like kind of a lot of points. It wouldn't shock me if Alabama comes in there and does Alabama stuff, but uh, I I just want to think that it's going to be a close game. Like you know, they get out, everybody gets out of there with with a close, you know, either Alabama sneaks away with a close win and they're happy, or Tennessee shocks the world at home. But that's that's kind of how I see it. Anyway, uh, Clemson minus three and a half at Florida State. As you said, that line is crazy. I mean, I, I get that the Seminoles are better this year, but it's given them a lot of credit for some yeah. early season wins, a lot. Yeah. And uh, finally, UConn plus nine and a half at Ball State. We just talked about that. These 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 bookies get seduced by the passing numbers, and the reality is running the football wins football games, and that's what UConn does. So especially with mediocre teams like this, yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting. Like, look at it this way. I went two and one last week, and, I, you know, I'm thankful that the second half of the TCU Kansas game went like it did because those guys were locked up pretty tight in the first half and I was sweating bullets because I was like, <laughs> oh, this isn't going to happen. And then, of course, in typical big, you know, in typical Big 12 fashion, the defense just stopped playing and they started scoring a whole bunch of points. Took uh, SC to cover and they won by 10. So that was good. And yeah. then LSU, like I was trying to I was trying to give the Bayou Bengals a little bit of credit and they got shellacked by Tennessee. And I think. That just that's just the way that it goes. They, My picks for so this week. Let me let me just Go before ahead. we move on from that LSU game. I thought mm-hmm. they were competitive like in every snap, but you know, you and then it's like halftime and they're down by 21 points. So, yeah. it, but yeah. just on a snap by snap basis, it wasn't until the fourth quarter that they started to get like their asses whipped. Yeah, and, and I think it was just that slow erosion of, of yeah. talent taking over. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it happens all the time. So my picks this week, I'm going to ride the heater with TCU again. So uh, they got TCU and Oklahoma State. They're going to be over 68 and a half. I mm. think that's really reasonable. They'll probably hang 70, 75 in that game. Uh, take Kansas to cover seven and a half. I think they'll win outright, especially after the beating that Oklahoma took. I think they're going to be licking their wounds and just trying to figure out where they are in, in space and take the under on uh, – PSU and Michigan, and I know that uh, Joe texted me this week already, and he was like, yeah, take the under on Michigan for the rest of the year, and uh, I'd already planned to do that anyway, but you know, <laughs> but I think uh, that game's going to be a lot closer than 52 points. Uh, we will try and get Joe's updates when he uh, resurfaces out of the traffic, but let's talk name, image, and likeness, and we started talking about this at the beginning before we jumped on the, the call and started talking, but 
my opinion, I did some research on this and it's pretty absurd, but do you think that Reggie Bush should get his Heisman back? I'm going to throw some numbers at you. Just think about it as we're talking and then uh, we'll get your answer after this. So keep in mind, he was one of the only, he was one of the few players in college football that actually had his likeness on the cover of the NCAA football game. And so he was on the NCAA 2007 game. If you guys don't know, game was discontinued in 2014 for name, image, and likeness stuff. They're bringing a different version of it back. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what the player deals are looking like or anything like that, but I know that they have, they don't have the same collective bargaining agreement as Major League Baseball or the NFL does for like the Madden checks. And so on average, the Madden checks are about 15K per season that a player is featured in the game. And so that's kind of the baseline. But when you look at, uh, when you look at it, it sold 2.5 million copies at 39 bucks a piece. And so that was about roughly under $8 million, right? Usually the guys get 16, you know, between 15 and $17,000 for Madden checks. So in the three years that Reggie Bush made, played in college, he would have made 48K ballparking it, right? So of the 48K that he has, he made, you know, they stripped him of his Heisman trophy for going to a benefit dinner that, you know, generated about 300K. And, and like the details are always fuzzy because of course they're never going to release the full story. And like, I'd love to sit down and have an interview with Reggie Bush and figure out like what his side of the story was. Cause you know, it wasn't very well talked about, but fast forwarding to today with name, image, and likeness being a thing, your, you know, your top five players in college football are Bryce Young with $3.2 million. The guy's averaging about $26,000 per social media post, and he has 263,000 followers. Behind him is CJ Stroud is $2.5 million. He gets $16,000 per social media post. He's got 169,000 followers. Caleb Williams, the transfer from Oklahoma to the West Coast USC, $16,000 per, uh, per post. And Jackson Smith and Jigba, and then you've got Bijan Robinson, who's kind of like the only guy that like I had to really look up who he was because he's the uh, running back at Texas. And again, Texas is like, yeah, whatever. It's Texas, right? So he's going to make some money there. But when you look at what those guys are pulling in, it's about the same, you know. So the the earnings that they're making for the top tier players is about the same as the Madden checks. But the other part of it is is like Reggie Bush after leaving football was a great ambassador for football, regardless of if he was at USC or, you know, played for new Orleans and, and, and then he left the league. But when you look at all the stuff that he did post Heisman suspension and removal, I think given that we're paying players now, they can retroactively, I don't care if they give USC the freaking national championship back, but as an individual player to be named the Heisman trophy winner, I mean, that's kind of a, it's kind of a blemish. Plus, you know, it could resurrect a little bit of his uh, marketing career because he can come back and be on all the Nissan commercials with all the other dudes in the Heisman house. So I think from a perspective for like redemption for this dude, I think it would be best. But I, I'd like to get your thoughts on it, Dan, because this is something that's just been sticking in my craw since name, image and likeness started. I mean, it drives me crazy that we're just exploiting people and giving them nothing back, like nothing. You know, when in even something as small as Astro Football, like I would never bring you on here and make money off of your labor and give you nothing. Like, I understand that this isn't some huge money making operation, but there's just no way that I would ever do that. Meanwhile, this dude made, you know, his his image on the front cover sold eight million dollars worth of games. 
you know, I, I don't know what the profit margin on that is, but let's say it's $2 million worth of pure profit. Like he's got to be entitled to something there. That's mad. And that's even yeah. before we figure out, you know, what is the value of him? Like not, uh, you, you know, and being an ambassador, ambassador for the school, playing in the national championship, like Reggie Bush was everywhere yeah. for just the marketing of college football. And for the, him to get nothing is that's just insane. Like, it's just terrible. It's yeah, awful. And when, and when you look at how much the NC2A makes, like when they release their numbers, the reason why yeah. they do it biannually is because if they released them every year, everybody would be sick because you're, yeah. you know, they're closing in on a billion dollars of profit every time. And that's after yeah. paying for all these tournaments and it doesn't yeah. matter if the if it's a money making sport or a non money making sport you know they make bank and when you look at the fine print guess what the NCAA is supposedly and I say this and I say this honestly it's supposed to be a nonprofit organization that regulates intercollegiate athletics but somehow they make a billion dollars every 2 years so yeah it's crazy and where is that money going i mean i understand that it's like totally it's it's going towards education or sports or whatever like i understand that this money is earmarked to go places at army for example the football team is essentially funding the athletic department this is not a secret like like we know this and that's fine but um at, at places where you're not being paid to be a student like you are as a cadet these kids are just getting used and it's a job like being an, being an athlete is a job yeah for sure and i think there's a there's there's some benefit to it and it, and it may change like, and, and look, it's not a magic bullet. It's not like you're going to increase the, you know, the number of guys that graduate from intercollegiate athletics is not going to increase that drastically. However, now if a guy has a decent name, image and likeness deal, he may hang around for that senior season because sure. he can make more money because, you know, like he can legitimately have a sit down with his coach and be like, bro, like, look, you have the biggest heart on the team, but you know, nobody wants Rudinger in the NFL. So here's your chance to, you know, stay here an extra year, bank some extra NIL money and then pay off all your college and then start your, you know, start your life after football with a little bit of change in your pocket. So from a life from a life skills perspective, I think it's something that uh, we have to consider. I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's different, you know, at the academy, because, again, there are some schools that we know that certain programs are paying the bills for everything else. It's like Duke. Duke is not known for their football team. But you can make damn sure come March, everybody's going to be watching Duke basketball. Same thing mm. with UNC. You yeah. know, so those teams that have these these monster legacies of traditional sports performance, you know, that's where the money is coming from. And the fact that, you know, the players can get a small piece of it, because, again, like if you look at a guy that gets paid three million dollars to do social media postings and, and like, look, you know. Every interview I've seen with Bryce Young, he seems like he's a pretty intelligent dude. He's got his head on his shoulders. He's going to he's going to do well regardless if he goes to the NFL or not. But that's not always the case. Or, you know, it's not always the case for the guy that's like the second string offensive lineman sure. at James Madison University that's happened to get his tuition paid because he's got an NIL deal now, whereas, you know, he can subsidize what he's getting from the NC2A. Oh, look at a guy like Vince Young, right? I mean, he in the same year Reggie Bush got famous. Vince Young was also the face of football, you know, also in that national championship game. He had a lucrative career in the NFL, but he wasn't like his his NFL success wasn't a patch on his college success. He is today still sort of making a living on being the former national championship quarterback of Texas. And, you know, all power to the guy. He he but 
he's got to make that money now. Like, like if you are a standout collegiate athlete, it's not necessarily going to tra- transit to the next level. Like you have to make the, op- you know, you have to take the opportunity and get what you can while you can get it because, you know, you know, anybody could break a femur. I mean, you know, life-changing yeah. accidents can and do happen. Yeah. I, I mean, and it's time value money, right? So if yeah, I can invest absolutely. early, if I invest a 17, 18 year old kid and then, you know, have something on the back end of college to supplement that degree, like, Hey, look, if I, like, unless you go into like underwater basket weaving or, you know, <laughs> bisexual shrimp studies in freaking some kind of science class, right? Like, honestly, like if you go with a halfway decent degree and graduate, you can find a job and, or people can just hire you. Like you can go, you know, it's so cliche, but you see it all the time in all the TVs and movies where, you know, oh, he was the, he was the premier athlete in our small town. He comes back and he's at the auto dealership, you hmm. know? And he's, you know, basically punched his ticket because he actually went to the, you know, he went to the league or he played a couple of seasons or whatever. Still got to sell those cars. I mean, right? you know, he's, he's yeah. still going to be out on the lot. But at know. least, but at least, you know, the face recognition may help with sales. I and, mean, listen, people, people may come into the shoe store because they remember Al Bundy in high school, but he's still got to put the shoes on the feet. Yeah. It's a true statement, <laughs> right? True statement. And you really dated yourself with that example, but completely <laughs> on this end of the table, it's completely understood. Like, cause I'm slightly older than 35 years old, but, but the reality of it is, is like, I, I think NIL is a good thing. And like Joe always says, there's going to be violations and eventually it's going to get to the point where they're, they're going to crack down on some aspects of it. But I don't think that it's going to hinder, you know, players being able to profit from their performance. I mean, you put in a lot of hard work. And if you think about all the hours in the gym that you spent, you know, running, swimming, biking, lifting weights and doing all that other stuff in your off season, because that's your off time. Right. Even though it's your off time, guess what you're doing? You're staying in shape so you can maintain the edge when you get back onto the field or in your respective field of play. So I think there's something good to it. But all that being said. I am interested. I'm going to try and find some former players. I actually interviewed uh, one of the assistant coaches at Old Dominion University right as they were stepping into uh, Division One, and asked him about name, image, and likeness. And he said it's a good thing because now they're putting a lot of these players in a business track. Yeah, so they're, which is good. And basically their capstone is how well do you manage your NIL money? So if you can build your brand – and successfully profit off of it, then you get an A, you know, if you, you know, have some, you know, crappy deal and you don't get a large percentage of your name, image, and likeness, then, you know, it turns out not so good for you. But I think the reality of it is, is just teaching those life lessons and being responsible. And hopefully what will happen is, is you don't see that, that, uh, that tremendous swan dive as a guy, you know, gets out of college, goes to the NFL, signs that big multi-million dollar contract, and then just loses his mind. Because, like, we saw it happens it happens right? all the time. Like, look, you know, ESPN 30 for 30 did broke a few years ago. But guess what? That song has not changed, mm. you know, and that's and that's the thing that, like, at least hopefully with name, image and likeness and the universities coming together to do something better for the students. Because it is a business. And oh, by the way, five years from now, you're going to be like, oh, hey, guess what? We're the number one top earning you know, cross country university in America, you want to come to us because if you come to us, our fans will support you with the NIL money. And so there's some underlying things that are going to happen. I think that are just going to fall out from this. That'll, that'll, that'll make the game better or worse. But again, the jury is still out on that. Well, not to open up a whole new can of worms, but these follower counts are nothing compared to like what a collegiate cheerleading squad captain might have in terms of followers. 
you know, 260,000 followers is like a drop in the bucket compared to what some of the, some of the female athletes are have in terms of followers. Yeah. And so, and, and that's the thing it's like, and we had somebody mention that before I forget who it was that we had interviewed and they talked about how, yeah, you know, for absolutely. some of the, for some of the, the female athletes, this may be their only opportunity because the professional leagues don't have the same amount of eyeballs on them as they do as collegiate athletes. So again, it's, it's, it's creating opportunities for people that wouldn't normally have them. And I'm all for that because I think that's what college scholarships are supposed to do. College is supposed to create opportunities for you that yeah. you wouldn't normally have. Right. 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 So if you happen to be athletic enough to have a college scholarship and athletic enough to get NIL support, good. Cause it sets you up for success when you get out into the real world, because guess what? Contrary to what everybody is saying, like the real world is harsh and there's expectations of you being able to mm -hmm. successfully produce whatever that is. And so it's, it's good that, uh, they're learning that, le you know, for some of those, for some of those kids, that's the first time that they're learning that hard lesson for others. They may have had some experience or exposure with business beforehand, but either way, at the end of the day, if I can leave with the degree and a little bit of cash in my pocket, that's significantly better than like, Hey, thanks for your service, bud. We'll give you, you know, we'll give you a tote bag. We'll give you a tote bag in your Jersey from your senior season and ship you out to the world, you know? And like, that's what's yeah. been happening for that point. And again, there's other guys that kind of, you know, did some dumb stuff. And, you know, you think about all the, all the blowback on, on the guys that like, Oh, well I won the big 10 championship two or three years in a row or I won the Pac-12 championship two or three years in a row and I sell that ring, but you can't oh. technically sell oh. it. You, you know what I mean? You can't technically sell it because it's a one-time gift from the university, but it's only yours until after you graduate. And there's all these crazy semantic rules that guys are getting in trouble for. And we've seen it. You know, I think the only legitimate like death blow sanction other than like SMU in the seventies and eighties was Colorado when the kicker stabbed the other kicker it's like okay there's something going you know what I mean like there's something going on in the back of that program that's insane and so we have to step in and regulate it but those are those are the exceptions you know the great exceptions when you look oh, at college football. but yeah I I think it'll be interesting you know one of the things that I found funny though is like there's not a lot of SEC teams at the top of the list you know you've got Bama and Georgia really are the only ones, but it's everywhere else. And the reason why it's everywhere else is because people don't have many options. So when you think of it from that perspective, like why is Al why is Alabama always at the top of viewership? Because there's no professional league in Alabama. Mm, you know, interesting. You, you go to K State, like the Little Apple is the only thing on that side of the state. You've got freaking Manhattan, Kansas. And then you've got Abilene, and those of you guys that have been to Abilene, Abilene's kind of cool. It's got a decent ice cream shop, but guess what? It's not New York City. It's not mm. Atlanta. It's not, you know, all these towns, like, think of it this way. Like, look at North Carolina. You've got all this basketball, but if you're a football fan, most of those basketball schools have decent football programs. And so you can go watch football, too. And so there's a difference in, like, the region of where these guys are in based off of, you know, how well or how poorly they can do. But that was a lot of talk about NIL. Great discussion, though. Uh, I, literally, we want to bring in some some current and former players if we can find them, which sucks because you're probably not going to get a current player to talk about, you know, what's uh, filling his bank account. But <laughs> even though that may not be the case, we do have some former guys that uh, are on the fringes of As for Football that we'd love to talk to about, uh, you know, name, image, and likeness. Dan, you have a favorite thing this week? I know you, you have a pretty interesting story about uh, Oktoberfest. 
Yeah, uh, no, listen. That's a tease. Yeah. Listen to the other show. We go ahead into detail with it. Um, I don't know, man. Let's just beat Colgate, get on a roll, fix things on uh, on the old Army de- uh, rushing defense. I'll be happy. Quit yeah, fumbling the football. Yeah, I I agree with that. And, and you know, it's always good to do the show. I like doing uh, the college football roundtable because it allows us to expand the aperture a little yeah. bit. And we're gonna start talking more and more on topical stuff. So if you are following the college football roundtable and you want to get our insights on something, let us know. Like guys mm. on Patreon, the Firsty Club. Hey, like if you want us to At deep Astro dive, football, in, you know, hit us on Twitter for sure. Yeah, if you want us to deep dive a topic, you know, and just kind of get our spin on it, we're cool because especially as you know the season goes on, there's going to be some bye weeks, there's going to be some off weeks. Cupcake week, of course, is going to be one of those weeks where it's like nobody cares about football because they're all playing FCS teams. Or, you know, the women's basketball team from Wetonka, Alabama is taking on Alabama at their place. <laughs> you know, so there's going to be games that are going to be mildly interesting other than to the hardcore, hardcore fans. So if there's something that you want us to talk about, just let us, let us know. And uh, I will end with this. I'm looking forward to being back at my house because as much as I love to travel and watch football games live, it's very, very difficult to watch any sport that you have any knowledge base in around people that don't. And whether that be, you know, whether that be jujitsu or judo tournaments or MMA or football, like there are certain things that I will just sit on my couch and watch at home because it's a much better environment. And I don't have to worry about somebody giving me the stink eye for saying, ugh, that play didn't go the way that I thought it should. You know, I, I have reached a level with my army fandom where people recognize me in the stands. And so like totally random people will come up to me during the game and be like, yo, what do you think is going on now? And I'm like, uh, let me decompress this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely. an interesting experience. Yeah. But I, again, I do enjoy watching a good football contest at home. Uh, looking forward to this game this weekend. And again, a, a Penn State and Michigan, I think that's going to be the one uh, to watch. We're going to put out the rest of our picks. If you want to know what we're picking and what games we're watching, please sign up. We've got yeah on Patreon ways. games of the week, locks of the week. Uh, we're we, we're both at least at 500. Rob's doing significantly better than me this year. That's right. I'm trying to take home the strap and the cruiserweight title. There is a four way tie for four for first. Not too late to join in. I think we may have to put a cap on it and say you have to participate at least 10 weeks in the season so somebody doesn't like sneak in at the last moment and walk away with the strap but for rob the angry colonel that's me i've got dan in coastal connecticut i got it right this time and uh this is the ask for football team and this is the college football roundtable or ring knocker radio hey look if uh you're not checking out some of our partners and everything else and all the people that we're working with and talking to you're you're missing out because we've got a large veteran community that's uh supporting us and Always got to give a quick shout out to the veteran trash talk nation and be on the lookout for our new sponsor. We got a new title sponsor at ask for football. It's called buyerbarn.com. It is one of the weirdest, but also coolest things that I've ever seen. Like I would have never thought of it. Yeah, and it's, for sure. It, it's a very unique entrepreneurial opportunity. And if you have a farm small or large, they can uh, probably help you out. And I will leave it at that. It's buyerbarn.com. We will get uh my brother. Yeah, we're that, we're we're gonna roll that out formally, but that yeah. there's another tease, you know. Keep keep that in mind because we're gonna have him on before the uh, Air Force game. Yeah, we're we're gonna get my brother from another mother, Dan Robinson, on, and uh, we will give you guys a little bit more insight to what he's doing. But it, it's really it's really cool to help out other veterans and have other veterans help out us, and and that's really what 
not only the West Point Network is about, but the veteran community as well. But without further ado, I will say goodbye until next week from the As for Football team and Ring Knocker Radio, and we will talk to you guys later. Beat Colgate. Thanks for listening to the As for Football College Football Roundtable. Tune in next week as the AFF team brings you more hot takes and college football analysis. We'd like to thank our sponsor, BuyerBarn.com. BuyerBarn.com is the world's first platform to perform online auctions and sales for farm animals. BuyerBarn.com is dedicated to helping small farmers in America and are extending a special discount to military veterans who want to help in the revolution of the family farm. Go to BuyerBarn.com forward slash military. That's BuyerBarn.com. B-Y-R-E-B-A-R-N.com to learn more and to get started or email them at info at buyerbarn.com. Thanks again for listening to As for Football, College Football Roundtable, and as always, Beat Navy.